Hello, hello. I am so happy that we finally got you on the Gen X Voice podcast. Woohoo! I'm so excited. I am really excited. And I have to kind of like contain my excitement right now. So I'm sitting here with a a cup of warm water, (laughs) trying to be adult. (laughs) Warm water to keep you calm. You know, I almost was like, Hey, should we have some tea um, together? <laughs> of course, but, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but I didn't. And, well, I'm having green tea, but it's iced because it is just uh, we're in another heat advisory here in the desert. So the last thing I want to do um, post um, six a.m. is have anything hot. <laughs> so a warm no. cup of water. Oh my gosh, that sounds crazy. <gasps> yeah, but the weather isn't quite. It's. I mean, it's. It's what 14 degrees here which is what in okay a top you know how I just said to you before you press record don't ask me to do any other type of metric measurements or geographical locations or <laughs> no north, like south, east, north west. south east west I mean I, I, I you know if I'm driving I'm driving straight in a car if I'm walking I'm almost walking straight but like no I got this I got this how what, much is what? 14 celsius in Fahrenheit, and that would be drum roll. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, and this is drum roll. It is 57 degrees. Oh gosh, that just sounds like heaven. Because uh, yeah. so um, 106, which I always joked, like, why do you need to know what 106 is in Celsius? Because obviously that's hot. Like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I'm, the hundred is a giveaway, right? Digits. <laughs> yeah. 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 So wait, this is 41 degrees Celsius. Mm. See, that doesn't seem very hot when you say it in Celsius. Oh no, it is. That's, that's hot. That's like, well, that's, that's kind of crazy. It's brutal. It's, it's brutal. Digits in the desert are are pretty brutal, but, but you know what? Um, Ermi, man, I want to talk about how much more beautiful it is in the UK. Than it is here in the US <laughs> right now. Um, why don't we start with um, you telling the audience um, what year you were born and what generation you identify with? Okay, now this is interesting because I was born in 1979. And I I actually I kind of feel like I'm part millennial and part Gen X. <laughs> we have a term for that. Ermi. What's the term? What's it's the term? It's called Xennial with, a, oh, with an X. There we go. Yes. I am a Xennial. I am yes. a Xennial. That um, micro generation, um, yeah. it's debatable of when it started because to be honest, yes, I call this Gen X voice, but a lot of what makes you all feel in the, in between is exactly what I feel because, I mean, we, we always had computers in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're the first group of kids to always have video games in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still played outside and we still used, you know, telephones and didn't have social media. So yeah. um, yeah, but what are the parts that make you feel like you're Gen X versus millennial or or what are what are the parts? Is it just like what I said, or is there something different? Oh, do you know what? I I feel I feel like I was actually thinking about this today and I feel like my head, I'm still wearing this, you know, an old television kind of antenna 
I feel yeah, like the, I'm wearing you mean one the one that those. I have in my house right now right yeah 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 I still I feel like I'm wearing <laughs> like that as a hat and I feel like I'm kind of rooted to the ground if that makes sense I I feel 100%. like I'm kind of half floating away in this kind of crazy amazing universe that we have and and half of me is rooted down to earth and that's kind of why I feel kind of like a you know a zenial like an in-betweener because I have the the best of both right so I like exactly like you said there's the analog and then there's the digital yeah and, and it's like you know I remember a time before the internet and that is like crazy and how I survive without it now. I mean, how did I survive before? How did anyone survive before Google? I don't know. I was just talking about this um, oh. in a couple episodes ago. Oh. Well, we're, we're recording this, be, you know, a couple of weeks before it's going to be put released. But yeah. um, I was talking about 9-11 and how in yes. the world... I connected with my friend in Brooklyn from Manhattan. I was like, we didn't, I mean, cell phones were around, but we, we didn't have them. And I was like, how in the world did I live in New York city, Paris and London without Mm -hmm. a cell phone? Like, I can't, I can't even imagine that. But at the same time, it's like that. I wonder if that allows us to have just a little bit more, um, freedom from the attachment of social media and things like that. What do you think? Do you feel like that? Oh, that's so interesting, isn't it? Yeah. See, I, I do feel like I, yeah, so th- there is a bit more detachment. I also feel like there's a, not like, almost like a pressure. So for me, I, social media is, it's work. <laughs> Does that make sense? Oh my gosh. Well, because we have podcasts and we have to be. Yeah constantly engaged um yeah. your podcast the eternal paradigm is one of my favorite podcasts but yeah you can't you can't generate an audience without engaging in this very um professional kind of way where you're constantly posting and asking questions and and we we actually um we connected in the um the mastermind podcasters mastermind group that Daniel Larson created, um, AKA our, our wonderful, um, generation Z mentors, Anthony and I, legends, legends, absolutely legends. But, um, so, so we connected through that group. Um, but man, the more that you unpack, like what it means to be, um, you know, a marketing expert in terms of social media for your Mm -hmm. podcast. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of work, right? And you're in a break right now, right? You're in the, you're still in the midst of a break. I am. Well, I I have started recording, but I haven't started, you know, all the editing and everything still has to be done and all the, all the other stuff that goes with, you know, putting a podcast together. (laughs) So how did you spend your break? Oh, oh gosh, it's been incredible. So the my children were off from obviously school. So it was summer holidays, UK, you know how it is. Yep, and yep. um and so we went off, obviously we had, you know, staycationing, catching up with family and friends. And um and I, I've literally just been either chilling out with them before because my youngest just started school. Well, she starts properly tomorrow, I should say. Oh wow. I know. 
I know, so it's all fun. But yeah, so I've literally spent time preparing for the next series, but also just spending time with with my clients and just working with people in in kind of new and interesting and different ways and and growing as as me and whoever I'm meant to be on this planet. (laughs) Oh, well, which is which is incredible. So um, for the listeners, let's let's just break it down here for a second. You are a podcaster. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about your podcast in just a sec. And then you are also a, a mom of two, right? Two, three, three. I thought, you know what? I thought you had three, but I was like, <laughs> it's only two. And then um, you're also um, a wife and you're also, um, and you also have a career and your career is um, can you explain your career a little bit? Cause I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to, I don't want to explain it wrong. No, no, that's absolutely cool. So, so I am a, a creativity coach. Uh, I'm also a hypnotherapist. Which is and- the absolute coolest title of a career, by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank <coolest>. you. <laughs> that's why I wanted you to say it. I'm like, I'm not going to say it right. Thank you. So that they are like my two anchors, um, you know, creativity coaching and um, hypnotherapy, which I love. And um, and that's kind of me. I'm also actually stepping into some new uh, gifts that have unfolded to me, to themselves, to me. And um, and I am really kind of opening up to um, to healing um as as a working with people as a healer as a as a medical intuitive so it's been wow. incredible to just be in this space and actually use this uh kind of healing through coaching and through hypnotherapy and so that has actually been what what my summer has been about and it's amazing because just on i think it was saturday or just the other day um i got uh an a, um, a, a message sorry just to add I should also add to the listeners it is uh 10 past 10 in the evening in the UK right now so if I start Whoa. to slur yeah what, if I start to slur so my late? words because I wanted to speak to you without you know without having any interruptions but if oh, I'm slurring my words wow. okay Trish it's only because it's like past my bedtime <laughs> Wow. You're so kind. I can't believe you, you, you did that for, for us. That's oh, so kind of you. No, so yeah, we'll, we'll just edit out the slurring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just edit out the slurring, either that, or I should have just sat here with a gin because that would have made so much more sense. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. But, but yeah, so all of this, um, Oh gosh, I can't tell you how much my my heart is my heart chakra is just like it's open, it's happy. I'm I just I have so much love and respect for you. I mean, we we've never met in person, but we've spent a lot of time in workshops, virtual workshops together. I've been on your podcast. I'll put a link to that episode. I've I've even had people on my podcast that I've said, you know who you need to you need to be on Ermi's podcast. Um <laughs> And, and so you've had, um, Jennifer, you've had Vicki, um, I mean, just the, and you're so good. So your podcast, um, again, I, I really probably want you to explain it, but you have, um, you just have such a way with, um, having people open up. I loved being on the podcast with, um, Anthony in, in which we were looking at different 
um, kind of places of being in the meditation journey, me having, you know, over 20 some odd years of experience and, and him at the time, only like three months and unpacking that, like, um, how, how did you come into podcasting? And by the way, I can't believe I've never, I'd never asked you that question. I don't think I know the, I don't know this. (laughs) Oh gosh. Um, so, so what happened is I was uh, sitting here one day <laughs> in this exact same spot on my dining room table and um, I came across some of my old uh, musings and uh, diary entries, so to speak, you know, like a joke, like I have, I have notebooks coming out of my ears. I don't know. If oh my do, gosh, I, 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 I have the same. I have so you many know? journals next to me yes. that I'm like, what do I do with these? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's what happened. My journals turned into podcasts and I then I started to connect with people who have their own experience and their own journey of something that I've experienced. But obviously the experience from two different people is going to be very different. And that is where it all started. I've always been disgustingly fascinated by people, horribly fascinated by people. I and, love the um, way that you say that. You know, horribly, <laughs> uncomfortably, um, absolutely darkly obsessed with yeah. humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I am that weirdo who would sit in the coffee shop all day, just, just people watching. Oh, like, yes, you know, that, yes. That's like my ideal. Oh, I miss that. Yes. I miss the job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I miss sitting in, you know, cafes in France mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. where it's like, mm-hmm. they give you in Paris, they give you blankets and heaters. Oh. Yeah. So you can yeah. stay out, stay outside as long as you want. And they yeah. don't come and ask you, I mean, this was 25 years ago. I don't know if it's still like this, but yeah. <laughs> you'd have to wave the waiter over because you, I once sat at a cafe for six hours uninterrupted. I mean, you cannot do that in the United States. <laughs> I'm sure you can't do that in a lot of countries, but you know, I think that's why I was so drawn to, to France. Cause I knew that was their culture and I was so coffee house culture like that. So that was you too, as well. So, so yes. did the journals accompany you too? Cause there's many, many entries I have in my journals that are like, I'm in this coffee house, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Gosh. I have, I have actual, like, I, you know, what? I just, Oh gosh. Yeah. Before I, I, I forgot, I kind of went off on a trail, but, you know, I was just going to talk quickly about the hypnotherapy. So I just wanted to kind of share oh, before yeah, I go do. on to the journal. No, because the other week I was just extremely happy. So I, I am now this person who cries at everything because I never used to be like that. And I think that's why I used to spend so much time writing in my journals because I never used to allow myself to actually have a form of emotional expression. I wasn't really in a place where I could cry so freely. So my journals were so packed with all of this stuff. It was just all my emotional um, crap, really. (laughs) That was, you know, me furiously writing things down, right? I I feel like we could trade journals and be like, yeah. yeah. Yep. Seriously. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And so now, you know, when I have clients and, and they see the results that they want to in their life and they share these incredible moments with me. So um, I had, a, a you know, a, a couple of weeks where I just had lots of different um, 
IVF clients and um, uh, you know women who are kind of ready to to move into to birth. And I literally, Which, had I'm sorry, I, I've got to pause you just for a second. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I don't know that all of our listens would listeners would understand what IDF clients. Oh, are. sorry, IVF uh, in vitro fertilization. You know, when you go in to have fertility treatment. Ah, okay. We'll see. Yeah. As someone who's never had children or even wanted them, definitely didn't know what that term was. I'm sure ah, every other listener probably did, but I had never heard that term. No, so. that's cool. Got no, it. I get that. Yeah, no. And so, so what happened that week was I, you know, so basically it was couples who were trying to get pregnant and, and yes, I, I know I have children, but other people want to have children too, which I kind of stop at and go, are you sure? I assure really yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> I, I do I do love my kids and they're here as my biggest teachers but you know sometimes it's like wow what did I get myself in for it to like if but, you, you know, knew that it would be this much work do you think you'd make the same decision twice oh see this is interesting because I am not sure that I made a decision I feel like this was all planned for me um. Da, da, da. <laughs> I know, right? And now, listeners, you get a taste of what the eternal paradigm is all about. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, but, no, I love that. In Buddhism, you know, your 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 children, uh, you choose your parents, and yes. you choose the experience that you want. And um, exactly. I think that's a really remarkable way to look at the world, for sure, because it yeah. takes a lot of the victim mentality out of the equation. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. So anyway, so you're having this amazing yes, connection uh, with sweet. people who want to have children with hip, And so you were doing hypnotherapy. Hypnothe- yes. So I'm doing this through hypnotherapy and I got like a text message from one of the couples who have just had a successful treatment and are now have had it all clear. So they're heading into their fourth month of kind of happy pregnancy and this is after having three kind of failed rounds of, well, I wouldn't say failed, but they didn't work out previous treatments. And then I had um, an, two other messages of like babies who, uh, with women who had fertility treatment, who I basically worked with them on their journey to become mothers. And so I kind of get messages like this from people every day every week of like things that have changed in their life. And I've just been so fortunate enough to be a part of their journey. And so I spend a lot of my time crying, Trish. And that's why right now I I don't really journal that much anymore. But before I realized that my journaling was just me furiously kind of trying to find some way of, of making sense of what I was thinking and feeling and experiencing. And sure. that's why my podcast came about because it was me just constantly asking these questions. So many questions. <laughs> wow. So, so now that you've gone, you, your podcast has been around for about a year now, right? Yeah. That's why you took the break. Cause you kind of had that year. Um, do you feel like the podcast has, um, brought you closer to understanding the human. Well, maybe before I ask that, um, maybe you could tell the listeners a little bit more about your podcast and the series that you have within the podcast and that kind of thing. And then I'll ask you the question I was going to ask you. How's that? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that, that sounds cool. Um, yeah. So, so the, the first series is really about 
people and you know just experiences experience in life and things that have happened so it really is like a, a conversational journey into someone's life and then I also did the transformation series which is which is what you were kind of you know you were a part of and that transformation series focused on different transformational things that we have you know aspects that we have as humans um which I absolutely loved because one of the things I've really, really loved about my conversation with you in that series was, you know, yeah, you, you mentioned there was Anthony who was still very kind of early in his kind of meditation journey and you were kind of so much more kind of further along the line, but it's the learning that had come from to you during these meditative moments you know, because you spoke about tapping and you spoke about all of these different ways that are now becoming uh, hopefully kind of more well-known and more the norm. More mainstream. Yeah, yeah. more mainstream. Yeah. And uh, you see, this is what I mean, is it's too late and I don't really have the word, so I'm so glad you can kind of make, <laughs> make sense of my That's sentence. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, it's like just making sense. But, oh, you know, I, I love that. Yeah, so the, yeah. That, that was the transformation series. And then we also had the creativity series, obviously, all to do with Oh, and that was so great. That's when you had Ty gone Absolutely. and his guitaring. And oh. I was so captivated by just the story of how music came to his life. And he's yeah. such a good musician isn't he just oh my gosh I just loved that the end of that episode where you know he's playing and I was just like good god you know I mean you think about some of the great musicians that Uh died before they were even 20 you know before they were even 30 like Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and it's like I mean I'm not going to put Tig in that place I I mean I don't want to embarrass him but at the same (laughs) time there is this wisdom and um just this experience that like do we forget about that when we're older that young people really do bring to the table um a lot of geniuses in their own right I mean Mm. what do you think are you surprised or or are you like yeah of course young people they challenge science they challenge music they challenge politics or are you still like whoa I can't believe how young you are and you got that in your mind Oh gosh. Well, you know what? This when I look at, especially when I look at kind of our, our podcast mentors, right? I, I initially I was like, wow, you guys are so young. Oh, if only I had this wisdom when I was your age. And then I had to spend some time reflecting. And I was like, dude, I was exactly like that at that age. Because but wow. what happened? But what happened is I kind of followed some sort of institutional recipe and allowed myself to go into a different direction that was a choice right and so when I spent some time really kind of looking at what they do and how much they are connected to who they truly are it really got me thinking that all I did is is the same thing but I allowed the expression of that of at that stage of who I really thought I was at that stage to come out in a different way. It's just oh taken me gosh. closer to, to getting, you know, when I got to 40, it was like, ah, crap, I need to backtrack on some of this. That's so <laughs> crazy that you're mentioning this because you know? well, I mean, it's not crazy because it's Ermi and I 
who we would connect spiritually like this because we always do. But I was just reading. So what I did, I, I pulled out my journals because I also on uh, today recorded um, for the first time in my life. Um, I, I unpacked being in New York City um, during 9-11 and I haven't allowed myself to tell the story or so uh, listeners, I'm sure you've already heard it, but um, this, again, this we're, we're recording this the same day. And what I decided to do Ermi, was go through my journals and see if, see if I had, you know, any kind of like wisdom or just, you know, and guess what I have in my journal, September 10th and November 11th, I refused to write anything about September 11th. I never talked about it. I would, I would mention it to people, but if they wanted to ask me more questions, I wouldn't answer it. I'd just be like, yeah, I was there. Um, but, but, and I, I got really choked up and, and all these things, but, uh, the reason I'm saying that is because, so, so I was kind of going through my journal and there's this part post nine 11, because a, a lot of things sort of shifted in me after 9-11, as you can imagine, um, being around death, that, that much death outside my bedroom window, um, like really did a number on my brain. And, um, and I was writing a lot. And one of the, one of the dates that I have, um, that I wrote, it was all about how I'm a writer and I need to write and all my friends say I need to be writing and I need, to, you know, a writer. I was talking with some guy and he's like a writer isn't working for Dior and they're not right working at a coffee house and they're not worrying about a master's degree. And I'm sitting there, you know, 20 years later thinking, wow, somewhere along the line, I stopped writing and I and I and I'm like you, I did this, this completely, you know other direction. I fought it for a really long time, Ermi, mm-hmm. but I'm so far from that girl that was feverishly writing in those journals and imagining being a writer and, and, and how crazy that is to think about. Mm-hmm. God, Trish, there's so much there in what you've just said, because, you know, when you talk about kind of death and all of the the, you know the unfolding of 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 everything that happened on this one day that has just and you being there you witnessing that and then and the the reason you know as you're talking about it because I I was reflecting on this myself yesterday because I was working in central London right and oh wow when when this was happening and back then you know there were no phones the internet was a bit patchy I mean it was still there but it wasn't so good you know relying on kind of tv news reports to find out what's going on and it got to this point where we were all kind of I because I was an office manager at this point um I had to go and find the uh radios old school radios right which were hidden (laughs) hidden in in a store cupboard and I had to get everyone a radio I had to get everyone like these walkie-talkie things because of where we were located um there obviously there was concern that 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 London could be next and yet we're watching what is happening just in absolute disbelief like I I just remember thinking this this can't be real like you know this is this is like a surely this is like a terrible kind of someone this is a movie it just cannot be real 
And, right. I just and the uncertainty of living in a big city like that. Yes. Not knowing yeah. if you're next. Not God. knowing. The, the having to, you know, so I was the office manager in this block and there, there were 18 floors. And we, we this wasn't even the highest, you know, tallest building there, but it was still this, if oh, it was just awful to, to watch this and then have to experience this, this, this fear of this is happening. You're watching this. It can't be real. But now you're going to have to live in this because we don't know what's going to happen here. And, you know, then then just just be so for, for you just being there and then have to not to choose to not process and deal with it because it was just too much. I, I can't even begin to imagine. Yeah. And I'm so sorry that, <laughs> that I didn't want to derail the conversation into like mm. my life. But I realize, I realize now sometimes when I say stuff, I don't realize that it may be heavier for the person listening. <laughs> I just was like, oh yeah, this thing that I just did and, and recorded and unpacked and it was really emotional. But anyway, back to you. <laughs> I know, but you know what, that's, that's, it's good. It's called it's emotional tennis. Of, <laughs> Do it. Well, and, and it's also the beauty of being ADHD where you don't really, really realize oh, totally. the impact of, of your words on another human. You're just like, oh yeah, here's just this little, it's not a bomb to me. I'm just using words to get us through a conversation where the other person's like, holy shit, what did you just say? <laughs> Stop for a minute. That's pretty wild. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I already dealt with it like three hours ago, but yeah, you're right. it was pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. It's okay. I've done that. Don't worry. I, I know all about ADHD. My husband, my husband is ADHD and my eldest daughter is ADDs and she's amazing. She's like a total star seed. She's away with the fairies and, um, yeah, so so we actually um, discovered my husband with, were, has ADHD well after I was married to him, and at that point I wasn't going to escape. <laughs> I'm what, stuck. <laughs> what uh, what what gave it away? <laughs> okay, so what happened is we were working together, and um, I just thought it was really odd. I was like, "What is this? There is something that just isn't making sense." Sorry, I'm just gonna, I'm just moving a chair. So if there's a, um, a no an odd, odd sound in the background, I'm just letting your listeners know. There I don't know no... why you're not in a closet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Why? Oh, brilliant! What the heck are me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, no, he was he was. I just thought, you know what? There's something. There's something is is just incredible. He's so high performing. He is. He just astonishes me every day. And then I thought, okay, we need to, we need to check this out. And we had some testing done and he is an incredibly high functioning uh, person with ADHD diagnosed uh, in, in his forties. So amazing. Man, that is. And, and, and thank you for loving him because, you know, (laughs) I'm a single person because relationships are hard really really hard for me like they I don't like them at all (laughs) I I didn't know that I didn't know that until I've I've had a good year and a half now of being single to be like I think some of us are just meant to not be in relationships because I've Uh never felt you know because I I wasn't I haven't been dating I mean I went on one date but that's a whole other story um oh I want to know 
some point. <laughs> if now is not the right time. <laughs> right. Well, actually, one of my um one of my listeners is like, I want to hear more about dating in your 40s. And you know, and I'm yeah. like, oh gosh, okay. No, but <laughs> um, but you know, I being because I haven't been actively pursuing relationships mm-hmm. and I've just been doing my podcast and me and just that whole just complete like like you the podcast is a lot about personal growth and, um, you know, having people come on and share their experience and their stories. And some of them are super intense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's given me this, I don't know, I, I, I have everything I need. I can't imagine bringing another human into my environment now, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I've yeah. never been happier. <laughs> Sorry about all that. All you happy married people. <laughs> but you, you know what? You're so right. Relationships are hard work. They are hard. So how long work. have you been with your husband? Um, that that uh, you now know is, is a very special human like I am non-medicated. Oh. <laughs> yes, non-medicated as well. Exactly. He is. Oh, we've been together now for 15, 16 years Come on. Yeah. That's like how, that's how long I've been with my cat. That's my <laughs> longest relationship. That's wow. Amazing. So, so how in the world have you lasted this long? Like what, what is it? Is it, is it you? You're just so adamant about, are you staying for the kids? Or is he so adamant about staying? Or is it just like, there really is this, this core of you. Cause I mean, let's be honest, Jeremy, there's not a lot of people that can say that at our age Mm -hmm. that, you know, forties and, and, you know, I would say 35 to 40, I don't think there's, well, maybe 35, but definitely in the Zennial Gen X group, I don't think a lot of us that can say that we've been married that long. So what's the secret? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, um, yeah. So, you know, I told you I'm a hypnotherapist, right? So right. <laughs> that's kind of like, that's been a huge part of this because, because to get to a point where, you know, I, when I first kind of looked at my husband and went, okay, there is something that is happening here that I clearly don't understand. What the what is it, right? It's clearly but, insane, is what she's yeah, trying to say, folks, which right? I'm okay with because <laughs> yeah. had many people tell me the same. <laughs> it's like, what is this? What is going on? You know, I used to think, why do I always feel like I'm living in a tornado? And there are no, we, we live in Britain, like we live in the UK. This this shit doesn't There's happen no here, right? Yeah. There are no tornadoes. Yeah. So why do I feel like this? And you know, there was a lot of unpacking, so I had to uh do a lot of unpacking myself and then realized that he needed to do his kind of fair share of stuff we had some major life changes you know major life changes where um you know both of us actually didn't have a job we didn't have an income we have three children to support we had a mortgage to pay and things got pretty bad you know really really bad and it was like we both had to experience this level of having nothing to the point that it was this realization that there was no one else. It was just us as individuals, not even as a team, if that makes sense. And, um, and that's kind of where it started. You know, you, you kind of have to hit rock bottom and you have to hit rock bottom a few times to realize that it really fucking hurts down there. (laughs) 
and yeah so and but in terms of you know the secret I think we've both learned that being happy within ourselves as our, our own people in our own right is actually so important in order to have a valid solid um kind of companionship and that that's and it we're still learning so you know it seems like there's so many relationships so i i just know so many divorced people especially yeah. after about it seems like 12 years mm-hmm. and what you say is it i don't want to say it sounds like tripe or anything like that i don't want to diminish <laughs> what you're saying no but i want you to because it sounds really cheesy <laughs> it's like, I love you. Loaded, loaded. like it's so cheesy like, i don't want to say like geez louise like that's so much cheese but like break out the toast and some worcestershire like we're gonna bake this shit yeah. because that that is some cheese on toast kind of shit but yeah i'm gonna tell you what um I can't, I just can't, I don't understand how a couple can, can grow from rock bottom and not just sever. Like, like there has to be more to it than just, um, we, we found out that we have to be happy inside each other. Like what, what did that actually look like for you? Okay. So as a hypnotherapist, did you did you do hypnotherapy on him? Did you do it on yourself? I mean, and, and what is that? I mean, what does that look like to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to let you do you and I'll do me. And then we'll be like happily ever. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, there's not I feel like there's a lot after. more to it than that. I don't, I don't know. What was that? There's no happily ever after that is. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, it was, so, you know, we met, we met when, when I, well, we were very young. I mean, I was 26 when I got married. I mean, that is like, what the? Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's so interesting because as people, we are incredibly different. We are so different. But I, yeah, it's, I, I you know, honestly, I, I can't tell you what, what it is that kind of makes sense because a lot of my friends, in fact, uh, all but one of my best friends is they're either married or divorced or no, they're sorry, they're divorced or single. So, but it is, oh, I, I really, I, you know, I have no honest answer for you. But what I do know is when I first realized that, I think it was this ultimate realization actually that, you know, when people get together, that they are just flawed people looking for other flawed people to fill in their their gaps and when you are looking at other flawed people to fill in the gaps you're gonna fucking fail full stop (laughs) Mm, (laughs) you know and and that was that was like the ultimate realization is we were looking at each other to help fill in the gaps and that wasn't going to work it just wasn't going to work because there's no way that I could fix anything for someone else until I genuinely could honestly fix my own stuff, sort myself out. And um, so I think that was like it. And that's not to, you know, we've had really tough conversations, you know, about where, where does this relationship go? Does it work? And, you know, what, what is it that we really want you know, because we are very different people. 
But ultimately, you know, we are really good friends. We have such a laugh together and um, we complement each other in a way that is different. We, we both bring different things to the table, right? But I also have seen people, you know, like I said, Trish, I was really young when I got married. I was 26. And I sit here and, and like my right. husband takes, he takes the piss. He's like, ha, oh, you were a baby when I met you. It's like, fuck, yeah, I was 26. <laughs> How old? Like, but uh, I genuinely couldn't tell you, A, what the secret is, and B, like, all I know is a lot of relationships fail because we look at people expecting them to fix us or right. we look at people expecting us to fix them and if that's where you're gonna kind of look at people from none of it's gonna work and that's kind yeah of, I think you know I think that um I really like what you said though is that you're just really in love with each other yeah <laughs> like I yeah, think we, yeah I feel like that's the answer though I I really do because if you're if like I don't remember Someone once told me that, and I'm not, I'm not sure I'm going to do this right, but they said that like relationships end when one or both people give up. Mm. And I feel like if you're not in love, it's super easy to give up because you're just like, well, whatever, this isn't, this isn't doing anything for me. You're way too much work or, um, you know, we're totally on different paths and I'm not willing to stick around till you get your head out of your ass or whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've been on the receiving end on both sides of that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, um, but, but if you, you know, do you not give up when you're both in love? Because, but I don't know, because I've also been in relationships where it was like, this is the perfect person for me, but it's the absolute wrong time. Like I've got to let this person go because we are just holding each other back. That is so interesting. No matter how much in love we are. I mean. Oh my gosh, <laughs> love did not save the day. You know, the thing is yeah. with, with relationships, what, what I find is, is not a lot of people enter into an adult relationship with another adult. They're still like screaming. Oh kids, yeah. Yep. You know, and, and, and that's the thing is, is at what point do you kind of, you know, when do you stop being the child and become the adult to enter a flipping relationship? And a lot of people actually don't grow enough. They haven't evolved to become adults because they still want to have this relationship to, to have all of the unmet needs of the child met through this relationship, through so much pressure. And that's why relationships fail because, you know, you know yourself okay and I have my own kind of childhood you know adventure to talk about but if we entered into every relationship based on all the crap that happened to me as a child I probably wouldn't have been able to see this relationship through and I would have walked out walked away from it you know my dad was an incessant gambler yeah, a horrible, horrible kind of, you know, person, horrible addiction that he had. It wasn't just gambling. That was his addiction. There were so many. But and my mom was this incredibly strong but submissive woman kind of bound by this cultural expectation. And I had to make a decision. Did I want to be the child that was in that home 
or did I want to be the adult woman that I needed to be to deal with the dynamic of this person who had his own challenges? And so, you know, you kind of have to wake up to that. And that's why relationships fail, because people don't want to either stop being the child or they, you know, one becomes the adult and the other one doesn't. Yeah. So your parents, were they boomers or were they much older? Do you know what year they were born? Yeah, they were boomers. 50, oh, see, this is ridiculous. I should know my parents. <laughs> but 50, <laughs> right. 53, 54, around there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So boomers for sure. Yeah. Um, boomers, yeah. But I mean, yeah. that is incredible because, you know, try as I might, I might have dated some pretty great people, but boy, did I bring all the baggage. I mean, I just cleared off any table they had set up nice and neat and was just like, here's all my stuff. <laughs> So look at it. Yes. Um, and then, then I'm like, then I just like pack it up and leave. Cause I'm like, ugh, you're not, you're not helping. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. um, I'm so impressed that you were able to just be like, nope, not for me. I'm not in no way going to, um, let this rule my life. Like, were you always into hypnotherapy and, and that kind of thing? Or like, what, what was it that sort of gave you strength to, to be like that, I guess, is what I'm asking. Like, how'd you do that? Yeah. See, I, I was actually talking to a really good friend of mine the other day. And I said to her, um, I asked her a question and it was like, have I always been like this? And she went, fuck yeah. (laughs) That oh, was her wow. response. And it you was don't even so know that you've always been this way. Right. Yeah. She was just like, uh, wow. she was, so she said to me, she said, and you take no shit. And she said, you never had time for people who really kind of wanted you to kind of stare at their crap. You would just kind of see through it. Wow. And I think, I think that's what it is. I think I've always been like this. I've always been one of those, um, you know, interestingly I would always be the person that people would come to to have their issues resolved or for them to get kind of clarity or for them to kind of uh, seek an alternative perspective on something I was the person and I never realized that's what it was then but actually as time kind of went by and it was only when my friends were just like yeah but that's what you've always been like and it was like oh that's interesting because I didn't think of it that way, but there we go. But wow. yeah, so I, I think I have always been like this, but, but also when it comes to just kind of this, this incredible, you know, the, the hypnotic mind and um, altered brain states again. Um, yeah. So I was never really into any t- sort of drugs growing up. Right. I would be at parties. Everyone around me would be off their faces doing stuff. And I would just be high on the vibe. Like, oh, yeah, because you were a raver. That's me, right? And I would literally, yeah. and me and my, one of my best friends, we, again, drinking is, is one of these things. I, It's not that I don't drink. It's just I don't feel the need to drink. I don't feel the need to take drugs because... I have this ability just to put myself into a hypnotic high, right? <laughs> and that happens to me. And, and hey, Ermi, yeah. Jungle has some great oh, beats. See, right? That can yes. do that. Because I used to be a sober raver as well, because I was yes. so worried about my friends eating half a sheet of acid and, oh. and some Molly, you yes. know? <laughs> we, yes. we, we called it E and ecstasy back in the yeah. day, but. 
um, for yeah. our younger listeners. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and and I remember one time they had to pull me off the dance floor because this jungle DJ was so fucking good, Army, oh. that I couldn't stop dancing. They had to drag me. They were on mushrooms and they were coming to rescue my ass. <laughs> Like she need to drink some water. And I was like, oh God, you guys can't hear, you know, just that rolling baseline. Yes. <laughs> oh, see, this is it. That's what yeah. it's all about. I'm totally there. Like anything, drum and bass and jungle are two of like my ultimate yeah, music in general, but but that's kind of that's where I'm at. And that's almost like kind of where I'm at all the time. <laughs> so I'm like, my pupils are dilated and I don't need anything <laughs> else. Like, yeah, I'll have a slice of lemon and ice in my water and that's as good as it gets. Right. And wow, that's, yeah, that's a good place to be. But that again, that's always, that's kind of always where I've been. And so I'm high on something, Trish. I don't know what it is, but hey, I'm I have to give it away. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Come and join wow. this. That's so great. So, um, yeah, geez, Ermi, you're like so amazing. <laughs> Just oh, I'm like too cute. <laughs> I, I totally didn't write a single question down because I was like, I'm just talking to my friend. Like I don't even, yeah. <laughs> I'm not preparing for this one because this one is just going to be magic. And sure enough, 50 minutes in it, it, it absolutely is magic. Um, but because we are kind of winding down and getting mm-hmm. to, um, you know, the end of the podcast, I want to give you an opportunity to um, tell us when the first season starts and where they can find you and the eternal paradigm so they can um, maybe even catch up before the next ep- uh, the next season starts. Oh, you're too lovely. So uh, you will see what well, you can find eternal paradigm on Instagram and on Facebook. Um there's the Eternal Paradigm website, which is eternalparadigm.com. And I'm just going to try and say Eternal Paradigm as many times as I possibly can, because, you know, Absolutely. that's yeah, it's just all, you know. But no, it's, you know, you, you can Google it. You can listen to the episodes that are available on most podcast platforms. I say that, and I know that Google Podcasts has recently done some switch, so I need to double check that. But otherwise, just head on over to the website and you can hear, you'll be able to hear what's, you know, what the last series was about. There's a roundup episode. For anyone who's into questions, you can actually hear some of the questions that some of the guests have asked in their episodes. And the countdown for the new series is on as we speak. So I am hoping to launch, yes, middle of October. But um, so what, say about a month from now. So by the time this comes out, it'll probably be in October. I think, when did I have you slated to have this come out? Oh, yeah, it'll be, well, it'll be October 5th, I think, when when this comes out. Oh, cool. So hopefully we will be going live in about a week or two weeks from now. Yay. That's so exciting. Wow. Oh Trisha, my gosh. This is like a crazy conversation. So we have talked about kind of raving, sober raving, kind of being as, I can't even say it, as zen, millennial? No. Zen, a zen, zen, oh my gosh. See, look, a zenial 
talked about serious like childhood trauma, serious parental damage, relationship ADHD, being married, like uh, podcasting, hypnotherapy, coaching, and um, <laughs> some serious kind of you know yeah, there's some yeah, serious welcome, stuff. Welcome to Gen X Voice, or I mean that's how we <laughs> <Yeah>. do it. <laughs> totally. I'm like whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I tell you what, I would love to have you back maybe in another time when you have another break like this um, at the end of season two, um, because there are some avenues that we could go a lot deeper into, um, you know, and and I just but but I just love that our paths have crossed, Ermi, because um, you are such a genuine, beautiful soul and the depth of you and and who you are and what you stand for. Um, talk about just such a wonderful gift to come into my life during the pandemic. And, um, and I really can't wait to someday um, hang out with you and have a warm glass of lemon water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're and amazing. Some, some place in, 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 in the UK where we don't know if it's north, south, east or west of anything, no. but it sure as hell will be in Celsius and hopefully 57. <laughs> no, no, not 50. Yeah. 57 degrees Fahrenheit. But for now, Ermi, we have gotten to the point of the podcast where I'm going to ask you the rapid fire questions. Ooh. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Do this. Let's do this. Ooh, here we go. What is your favorite memory from childhood? Oh my gosh, getting my first pair of like British night trainers, like <gasps> sneakers. BKs. Those were the a thing in, in Great Britain? Those were a thing. I'm pretty sure they weren't anywhere else in the world. But, they you know, were, the market store that Yucca, my dad went to. <laughs> in, in Yucca Valley, uh, California in 1988, man, those were go. the best. And I go. loved mine. Oh my goodness. Yeah. My BKs. Awesome. Yeah. And they were banned from my school because they, they stood for blood killers because oh, of the gangs in LA. Oh, of course. Yes. <gasps> but yeah. So, okay. Whatever. You know, I was a child. <laughs> I have no kind of uh, connection of these things. I hope you didn't really even have those kind of gangs in school that you were at. We sure didn't. But anyway, <laughs> no. what, was your, what was your favorite 80s band or musician? Oh, or what man. is? Oh, see, it's like, must say I love the Eurythmics, but that is that like seventies, eighties? No, they're one hundred percent eighties. I mean, they are, aren't they? And yeah, yeah. I can yeah. see where you might be a little, you know. But I'm telling you, as a, a bona fide one hundred percent kid of the eighties, I can tell you that Eurythmics are one hundred percent eighties. Yeah, so it's like Eurythmics and Fleetwood Mac type of thing. Nice. What about your favorite eighties movie? Oh, see, this is like. It's it's like Goonies, and then it's like oh yeah no I think it will probably be Goonies because I have some of the best kind of childhood memories with my cousins watching Goonies. <laughs> I mean, and that is so that that really makes you almost a hundred percent Gen X because every person in that movie is Gen X. Oh, like, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Much solidifies it there. Um, and then um, finally. Um, oh, not finally, but um, did you go to college? I don't know if, if I know that or not about you. Mm, uh, no, I went straight. So in the UK, we have like 
sixth form, which is kind of like college in Oh, if well, if you mean college in the American terms, which is the university in UK terms, yes, I did. Oh, yes. okay. So why did you go? Yeah, I forgot. I should have called it. Yeah. Um, cool. So why why did you go to university? Uh, okay, so I actually am a journalist. That's you went for writing. Yes, Trish. Wow. So ever since I was six years old, I wanted to be a journalist. So I actually taught myself how to read and write English because my parents were immigrants in this country. Right. So um, your what was your what was your mother language? What was the language that was being spoken in your home? Gujarati. Wow. Yeah. So you went ahead and taught yourself English mm-hmm. so you could be a, a journalist someday. And look awesome. at you. Podcasting is journalism, isn't it? It, Well, it is. It's a form of it. Yeah. So I spent a lot of my early years as a, you know, as a journalist working local national newspapers, working for old school magazines. Yeah. You know, I am old now. So I actually have like a resume that goes back to like 25 years. (laughs) They're all in communications, PR and marketing. So, um, yeah, it's all there. And finally, Ermi. If you could give anyone in any generation or your own um, some life uh, advice, either to get through the bad times or just life advice in general, what would that be? Uh, eat chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Microphone yeah, I mean, drop. <laughs> I mean, that's it. I mean, that's it. I mean, seriously. Eat some I chocolate. Just, eat some chocolate. I mean, yeah, whatever. I, honestly, I genuinely for someone you know for someone who actually you know I get very deep in conversations I I just don't feel that I have any real valuable advice to give to anyone let alone myself so yes I just say eat chocolate you know what though I think that sometimes the um the deepest thinkers are the ones who have the the least amount of answers because you realize that there probably isn't really an answer that one <laughs> yeah. fit all, fits all. But I'm going to tell you what, Ermi, I live and die by my 80, I think it's an 85, 90, the, the, the more bitter, the better, because then I'm not going to eat yes. a whole bar. I just eat like a square. <gasps> yes. a, a, I learned uh-huh. this from the, the woman I was a nanny for, or an au pair for in Paris, yeah, she uh-huh. ate chocolate like that. And I'd never seen any human eat like chocolate like that. Like in America, when you buy a goddamn chocolate bar, you eat the whole fucking thing. And then you yes. see if there's another one, Yeah, you know, <laughs> but, yes. but I learned that if it was, if it's like 85%, you know, dark chocolate, that yeah. one little bite's all you need. And man, does it feel good. Yeah. Coursing through yes. your vein. Absolutely. And yeah, you're spot on. If it, when I say eat chocolate, I mean, eat, eat the raw stuff, even like the hardcore, the proper, you know, the, have you seen the, the raw, we have this brand here called, oh, I forgot what it's called now. Um, Umba chocolate. Okay. And it's like raw cacao. And I love it because I have it with the pink Himalayan salt. Ooh, that sounds very, very delicious. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am with chocolate, actually. And (laughs) I don't mean, I don't mean like the stuff that people are used to. I mean, the real shit, you know, like go for the real stuff. I love it. Well, Ermi, thank you so much for finally um, being able to have the space and time to sit down with me here at Gen X Voice. I really, really enjoy this conversation. Trish, I'm truly grateful to you and thankful to your listeners. Thank you.
Thanks for listening. And if you think this is worth listening to, please subscribe, share, and leave a review. Be kind to each other, listen to each other, and let's stop being separated by our differences. I don't want to be an army.